When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey everybody, Matt's being real quiet because the whole family's asleep. Welcome to Red <laughs> It's podcast time. But welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Red Wings have a home. <laughs> it's it's weird because I'm whispering. I can hear so I have myself plugged into my own mic, and it usually tries to cancel me out, but I think because I'm so quiet, it's not canceling me out. Like, it's built to cancel me out, and uh, it, I just – I hear me speak, then immediately followed by voice, not used to it, not having fun right now. But, Mike, I think we're having a blast being fucking Red Wings fans right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know why? Yeah, because the cream – Rises to the top. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Johnny P's aboard. He says, Hola. Uh, Johnny P, you got to hit us up. How many wins are we getting this season now that we're 2 0 and 1? Wow. Craig, what's going on? Same question. Um, Mike, we went to the home opener. Uh, Zero. Give me. Give me your analysis with zero, like, pragmatic. <laughs> like, just give me blissful um, feelings and analysis from that game. If you want no, no pragmatism, Matt, that was maybe the greatest hockey team ever assembled. <laughs> I mean, um, outside of those Scotty Bowman Canadians, I mean, outside of even that beloved 2002 Detroit Red Wing team, the mega all-stars, Matt, my God, that crowd was alive. Um, when Elmer Salterbloom put that puck in, Matt, I, I saw Dead Kings. I saw gods across all denominations of faiths and um i truly believed that you know things are not going to be so shitty on this earth that's how exciting it was that opening night i have i think maybe i'll have a unique take um not that i'm saying i'm not patting myself on the back here but a little late for that but you already prefaced it with uh there's a pretty unique take if i do say so myself unique Uh, does not unique does not have to be positive um, I was listening to the Dom Filippo, like I've, 
let me let me back up here. You know, you know when your team's winning in like the playoffs and like normally who's going to watch a post game show, right? Come on. Let's let's not watch post game shows every night. But when your team wins and it's like a big win in overtime, you want to watch that post game show. And I have been trying to consume every hockey podcast in the last couple of days just to hear all the national pundits tell me how great my team is what a great weekend it was uh now i'm excited you know over the next couple of days to have people talking about uh because because monday was all about Soderblom. Yeah. i expect tomorrow's podcast to be all uh even though we're a day removed nobody really talked about it today because it was like everybody recorded on monday monday you know before monday evening but I expect all of my Wednesday podcasts to be about Dylan Larkin. So my unique take is I listened to the Dom Filipovich podcast today for the first time in a long time, and he discussed uh, the most watchable teams, which is actually it's a good podcast. Uh, you know, like he's not talking about who's going to win the most. He's talking about which which teams should if you have an open night, which teams should you say yes to because the game's going to be nuts. And I listened to the whole thing because I wanted us to at least be in his top 16, which is how he starts his rankings, and we did make it. So that's my unique take is that I was so excited, I thought for sure we'd be in Dom Filipovich's top 16 most watchable teams because I had so much goddamn fun (laughs) at that game. I I, I probably had more fun Saturday night um, hockey game-wise. Because uh, I think we we get we got ourselves mixed into the emotion on Friday, uh, but clearly it was way more fun to kick the shit out of New Jersey than it was to kind of just win one to nothing with two empty net goals on Friday. Um, and then, God damn it all to hell, Mike! That Monday evening game that might have even been more fun than the New Jersey game, even though it ends in a loss. So it's just I wanted to remove all like hockey analysis and just talk about bliss and emotion because that's what it is right now. And I think we'll get into some of the negatives on some of the stats in a minute. Um, so get like, hold on tight, everybody. Uh, but for right now, I think it's, it's all thumbs ups. And I start the show with asking Johnny P how many wins we're going to get, because I don't know, even if, even if we're going to talk about the hard analytics and it doesn't, necessarily paint like the most beautiful picture right now if we play if that if that moment from dylan larkin inspires this team to do you know that that sunkfist goal and where david perron said we had to score for our captain like that is such a great statement if that pushes us into the rest of the season oh my god um which, uh, Mike, it's why we titled the episode Dylan Larkin is ready for his new $10 million contract with Red Wings. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the reason That's the reason we did it, Mike. Um, and, again, all emotion, all happiness, 2-0-1. Couldn't – you could ask for more. You could ask for a not shitty overtime and, uh, you know, the Red Wings win. But 3-0 and just out of our, our reach. I think this is a fantastic start to the season, and whoever thinks otherwise is a stinky poo-poo. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's pretty easy to uh, have a story behind each of those wins already, or uh, uh, games 
Um, I know we didn't win the last game against the Kings. Um, but, I mean, game one was, you know, Soderblom's introduction to that, you know, NHL. Um, game two was uh, we had the New Jersey Devil crowd um, requesting the firing of their coach. It was that 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 big of an ass-kicking um, that, you know, they were ready to give up give up on this uh, organization already. That's how bad it was. And then there was that, that, that comeback. Um, I, I, th- I think we had a feeling that game would be a little tough. Um, you know, with the, you know, getting the news about Bertuzzi, um, that it is going to be a, a longer term, um, ride for him, you know, on the, on the injured reserve. Um, I think we're getting four to six weeks, um, with that. I love how they call it upper body. And it's his arm. Uh, I think we knew immediately it was his arm. Well, it's um, like if he's standing straight, if he's standing straight, right? Right. Like where to? If he hurt his hand, which it looks like that's where the puck went, does it go past his waist? You know, like if he he's gonna do like a soldier, you know, standing at attention. Doesn't that put well, it as a lower uh, body? There's a lot of times where it feels like <laughs> the NHL has, uh, you know, no personality. Um, but I feel like when they do these injuries, this is a tongue-in-cheek response to, uh, yeah, you don't think we have a sense of humor? Well, our player has an upper body injury. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that it just further dehumanizes them. And This it's is like, their attempt at humor. This is their very droll, your, your robot dry was hurt humor on the top. of the uh, NHL injured list. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he hurt? Them. Top. <laughs> or the bottom. Up, the up part. The up. Is he a top or a bottom? Non-foot. Um, Bertuzzi's a top. Um, but I mean, yeah, that game, you know, first game defined by uh, Soderblom, um, when we saw, you know, we were so worried, is this Red Wing team going to know how to play defense? Um, what are they going to look on offense? They had that amazing 25 shot first period. Um, they got a shutout in their first game. Um, you know, game two was like basically every single piece that Eiserman acquired got a goal or contributed offensively in some way. Uh, Braun, Kublik, you know, on down the line. Um, yeah, Perron just uh, decided he's just going to keep scoring. Yeah, I feel uh, pretty smart for uh, drafting him in our fantasy. Yeah, you look pretty good right now. He looks like a machine. And then, I mean, the the play of the weekend, uh, the play that's going to define this team, uh, the play that's going to defend an era, arguably, because uh, the way Larkin showed that extra heart and drive to prevent that empty net goal from going in. Yeah. I'm going to say it defines an era because I think he earned his you. bag right there, as the kids say. Well, he you guys earned his just money and he keep... gave himself a, a long-term contract worth a lot, a lot of money with that play. <laughs> and you guys just let Mike, he's, he's jumping ahead. Um, we'll, we'll talk more. We, we'll talk, we'll take a look at the replay of that. Um, just we have to jump in the comments because we have so many here. But Craig thrown in there the soda boom. Now Mike Laughlin, forty plus is possible this season. Mike, forty plus what? Help me help me understand what are 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 we talking goals for Soderblom? Are we talking? I asked talking at the beginning wins? of the episode for wins. I I don't know. Uh, uh, Mike A. His name is Soda Bomb. All right. I like that. He's so da bomb. Um, Johnny P for back to Soderblom. 
I think what's shocked me a little is the speed that they play with. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I thought this was going to be the speed he plays with, but uh, that the wings play with. Um, I think for me, it's the physical play. I think I think there's a lot of physicality here that we weren't used to, and something that uh, when we were playing with a lead, I think. Um, over the weekend, we end up with like more hits, even though we're leading, which you kind of see it go the opposite way. So that that was huge uh, to actually see that flip. Um, I like performance art's point. Um, I think performance art, it's because, you know, all due respect, you know, last season, our best, second best line, you know, was like Fabry and Pew Suter and, you know, maybe Zadina of some, but, you know, it's, it's some sort of uh, configuration. And, you know, two of those guys are healthy scratches now. Um, obviously different now that Pertuzzi's hurt. But, um, yeah, this team just looks worlds different, you know, with, with Cobb, Perron, um, and then, you know, Verana, who, who is healthy. Um, I guess he just missed the Kings game, just had a personal thing going on. Um, but, yeah, it's, it feels like worlds of difference when there isn't just one power play unit, um, when there isn't just one scoring line, um, when – Rasmussen, Sundqvist, and Soderblom, um, the the Redwood line. It it it, it just you don't dread go, like these first three games. Like, uh oh, Larkin's not on the ice. You know, we're just gonna kind of brace ourselves and hope these guys could just kind of hunker down and not give up any goals. It feels like there's real pressure uh, potential on the first three lines, maybe even on the fourth line. So it's it do, it does feel like a faster game. Definitely a a fully stocked team. Um, I think you could feel the difference clearly, and we don't know. Uh, like you stated earlier, Bertuzzi that four to six weeks with that hand injury. Verana, we don't even we don't know if he's coming back on Friday, but he's out for personal reasons. Um, so right now, it's it it was still fantastic that we could catch up and and keep up with the Kings. Uh, maybe not shot for shot, but goal for goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when this team is, is fully stocked, locked and loaded, uh, they look amazing. And maybe that, uh, where we talk so much about depth before the season even started and we had trouble defining like, what exactly is that going to mean? It's because we had to actually see it in practice. There's enough depth that the Red Wings can be down over the last couple of seasons, right? One of the two of their top goal scorers. Two. You don't teams don't really survive when you take off two of their top goal scorers, um, and the Red Wings are right there and they walk away with a point. Um, something to feel good about, but best point so far we've gotten in the comments. Something we mentioned in the last episode that we were like, "Wow, there's like potential here to like start seven, eight, nine, and zero." Oh. Uh, that's because the schedule <laughs> is so weak to start the season, and things turned out maybe the way they should with the Kings. Um, but what Danimals points out is it's a good start, but like last year, a bit of an easy beginning schedule. And I think they do that with the stinkers uh, only because they want to keep us interested and it would be awful uh, to have a rough schedule and just not be excited anymore. So I think I think there's actually strategy to that, and that's where all the stinkers get to play each other. And um, just so happens so far, we're on the top end of that. Um I was kind of bummed. I read Dan B's comment here. I turned off the game as Kings player was breaking in on an empty net. That is one of those where oh. you see that happen 
and you throw your turn off the TV, throw your remote across the room, and just fuck it, and just walk away. Um, there's got to be uh, an opportunity here uh, for me. Um, I don't know, Mike. Uh, let's 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 pull up that play, right? Um, I'm gonna hem and haw here while I I look for it. Uh, but we were talking the, earlier, and the the right? name of this episode is is uh, Dylan's ready for that ten million. Um, I mean, this is what we're talking about. So uh, sorry to all the podcast listeners. L.A. Kings coming in. I mean. Think about where Larkin is. I don't know if uh, my mouse is going to pop up here. He, he's he got a good three strides right now to catch up. And, of course, he's going to do a lot of that catching up while, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Is it is it showboating? Is it just playing it too safe? But regardless of what it is, uh, when we I'll, – I'll pull this back. We'll watch it in real time. But regardless of what it is, it's Larkin not giving up. Oh, for the love of Pete. It's Larkin not giving up on this play and being able to knock that puck away in the last second. And also, huge huge play here. You know what kind of got missed? Can we back uh, back? Can we back this up? I'm the one controlling it. All right, so Larkin makes that play and knocks the puck away. Um, clearly, the right move is to knock the puck right back out in front of the net so you can get another scoring chance. Uh, Heronic, maybe underrated play there? to lay out and make sure the puck doesn't go up front but clearly it's not like we're playing a game here where uh larkin's play isn't a thousand times more impressive and um yeah and we're and and, and we make the joke right um that larkin's ready for his 10 million dollar contract now uh max boltman did the research same agent as uh matt barzell i don't know if we really have to call it research since this is all like public <laughs> information uh, but uh, then Pierre Lebrun's reporting that uh, Matt Barzell and uh, his new contract, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and we were just kind of guessing was going to influence, well, most definitely influence Dylan Larkin's new contract. And uh, that's how the agent wanted to play it, is get Barzell's in there first and then allow that to help Dylan Larkin get paid even more. Um I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that even if that contract didn't come in, Larkin is doing enough here to prove that he <laughs> He, he he should uh well i guess i guess regardless but uh, you know this this is a play that you don't see from every player and we know larkin can can score uh we we saw him put in a nasty one with uh half a second remaining in a period on a great pass from andrew cop and uh it's just one of those things too where i love mentioning when larkin goes beast mode and he just goes from one end of the ice to the other which uh we became uh, familiar with last year but this is just something too, like um, this play, and where a guy like David Perron even calls out in the post game interviews, like we had to score a goal for this play for our captain. If he's gonna lay his body out like that and not give up on a play, how could we not get something together to try and tie this game up? So. It's everything you want from your captain. It's one of those things where when people were making fun of me when I was like, well, would you rather have Dylan Larkin or so-and-so? And then they'd say, well, that's not fair. You love Dylan Larkin. And I would make the argument that no, no, it's not the same. It's not just because we love Dylan Larkin. This is there, There's a whole other element to Larkin that you don't see around, you know, across the NHL. And um, 
it's it's somebody who's really embraced i think the leadership side of uh what the what his role should be you know it's a it's a leader lead by example um and i think that's huge for this team with so many young guys and there's even more young guys that are going to be coming to play but i mean peron said it himself that he was inspired by larkin so if if that's what it's going to take to get this team to get through 82 games and possibly at least have some meaningful games in march and possibly you know fight for a playoff spot i know it's early it's three games but if it were to happen it's because of plays like that and it's because other guys are going to see that and want to play their nuts off for their captain want to show that they're playing the same game like they are all about that effort too can i just mention i've been playing the replay over and over and i totally forgot i removed it from the screen but <laughs> that yeah, being I mean, said um, um i think i'm done rambling here but I, I i i that's that's the value like you get a guy that has potential for point per game production mm-hmm. and what we saw last night yeah um i think that it can be hard to it can be difficult to quantify leadership unless you're talking about dylan larkin um if you're looking at you know like a Connor mcdavid who you know obviously scores more than a point per game a night um you feel like you know that's that's a guy i'm comfortable paying a lot of money but i when you see a play like this um knowing the stakes what was left in this game minute and a half um Arvidsson having um i think three strides on larkin um, on his way to the goal um and him you know going all out like that and i think it was a danimals who said you know i was ready to change the channel yeah um, i think a lot of nhl players um seeing you know how much time was left um, oh wait, it was dan b uh dan b um you know, the distance that Arvinson had from other Red Wings, um, they would have also uh, metaphorically changed the channel, um, but not Larkin. Um, the guy was still, <laughs> you know, ready to, you know, sacrifice himself, uh, you know, to basically save, get this team um, an opportunity to get, you know, one more point in the standings. Um, and I can't remember which one of our, um, Twitter followers was saying something, man, what if it comes down to the end of the season and you're a, a point away from, you know, standings wise, getting into the playoffs, it's, it's going to be games. It's going to be moments like this. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, we joke a little bit tongue in cheek about, you know, Larkin getting that bag, you know, he's the captain, he's our best player, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that, that contract is going to define this era because you're going to have to pay this guy as your best player. And uh, he's your most important player. He's, you know, emotionally um, the fulcrum of the team. And I, 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 that that play in a nutshell is why why pay Dylan Larkin? Well, let me show you a three second clip. So <laughs> I, I don't think anyone should uh, I don't think anyone should question or be upset when that number comes in. Um, and we- God bless him. I I. I I'm still concerned that he's not going to ask for as much money as he could. Yeah. Um, knowing, you know, he's, you know, from Waterford, Michigan, um, you know, it's, it's, he, he's from the mitten. Right. Uh, man, is he, has he earned every penny? Can we talk about the more important number? What's that? Eight. Right. Like we're going to land on something. I could see a world where Larkin doesn't want to sign for eight years, but if he's willing, you get him for eight, do it. 
Just get yourself yeah. this guy that doesn't Price give up been and really like stingy with uh, long term deals. I think this might be his first long term deal. Right, and it, that's where you save these up. That's where you save up the long term deals. Is for a guy uh, like Dan B put out there. Think about Larkin. He doesn't take a shift off, and you can't say that about all players. Um, oh, he says all star players. Yeah. Wait, I'm saying uh, that incorrectly. All star players. I don't know why my brain just immediately turned and <laughs> put a hyphen in the middle there. All star players. Dan B's last comment up there, real, real, real quick. Yeah. What he just said. You know what, Dan B? What that reminds me of. Um, and I think the, I don't think, yeah, uh, I kind of like how the NBA does this where obviously there's the all-star game and it's baloney because we can vote for it. But at the end of the season, there's the all NBA players, um, you know, uh, it's a little more prestigious and it's like across each conference, you can kind of vote, you know, who's the best, you know, top five, top five, top five. So you can be first or second or third team all NBA. I don't know if Larkin's going to be an all-star because he doesn't score enough, you know, sexy points. You know, he's not uh, like my boy Zegras, yeah. um, who's also having a great fantasy start so far. Um, but Larkin should unquestionably be a quote, for me, a quote, all-NBA player, like first, second, or third. I haven't figured that part out yet, but yeah, he he should be recognized. Ooh, Dan. He's thinking of Matthews in Toronto. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's my other fantasy boy. Leave him alone, Dan B. Leave him alone. Uh, Mike uh, Laughlin thrown out there. He started with Zetterberg as a mentor. Looks like it's working for Larks. And and Zetterberg, we should call out, too, uh, on the Athletics uh, top 100 players. Uh, they did that for the NBA last year. Now they're doing it for the NHL. And I think they're calling it the NHL 99. And the yeah. reason is we all know who number one is. Uh, or with the NBA, I think you were able to give some hot takes for who number one was, and maybe they still landed on Michael Jordan. Anyway, we know number one, Wayne Gretzky, but number 97, Hank himself. And um, great article by Max Boltman written that uh, his whole, like the best way to sum up Zetterberg's career, and I think, again, we're talking about effort. We're talking about a guy who wasn't super fast. Um, he wasn't dipsy doodling like uh, Pavel Datsuk, where we defined Datsuki and Deke. Like, he defined a way to move the puck around. Um, this is just a high-effort guy, and his level of effort was so high that now in <laughs> the athletic, he's ranked as one of the top 100 players, uh, I think, since, like, 1950, because they didn't want to play that game of, like, you know, those old farts who are playing in a six-team league that, you know, how do you really measure the difference between those guys and what Zetterberg could do? But anyways, um, his whole career defined by that uh, penalty kill in the 2008 Stanley Cup playoffs. And if this isn't that, or Mike, I, I shared on Twitter, you know, vibes, and then I put the Tayshaun Prince block on Reggie Miller, probably... The stakes were a lot higher for both of those examples, but you saw a player that would uh, absolutely uh, lay out. And you know, do do we know? Do we know if Tayshawn lays out uh, and makes that play in the regular season? No. Do we know? You know what? Zetterberg was high effort. Does he rag the puck for two minutes for on a five on three in the regular season? No, he's not going to kill himself. But Larkin goes face first into the ice to knock the puck away <laughs> off the king's stick so that we can maybe possibly, like, we're still down by one, and there's, like, less than a minute to go. This game's over. Just let him put it in the back of the net. It's fine. The, we're, it's early. It's not a big deal. 
We weren't going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But, man, Larkin's eating ice and just scraping his face <laughs> across the ice just to knock this puck away. And maybe to that end, I'm making the argument, yeah, the stakes were higher. But is this more impressive? Um, and I, I think there's an argument for it that there's a guy who's going to lay it on the line for those those regular season games too. Um, not saying, not saying Tayshawn and Zetterberg wouldn't do that. Just saying we have evidence that Larkin would. Um, Mike, I will say, um, oh God. obviously the stakes were a lot more important for what Tayshawn did. Yeah. Um, you know, saving the Eastern Conference finals uh but um i think that play makes you think uh larkin is tired of watching the playoffs on tv and i think he wants to get in there pretty bad um yeah yeah i uh it, it it's not <laughs> yeah. just about him um you know I, you know you and i talking about him earning his you know his big bag of money um, that contract defining an era. It's a place like that where Iceman's like, oh, fuck. All right, I'll 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 be active at the trade deadline. I'll, I'll get you some help, Larkin, because I, I think I think this team, they, they look hungry. Um, and I know who had the, the comment, the reminder about, uh, you know, we are, we are playing a softer part of the schedule, which is important to be um, cognizant of. But, man, you still have to win the games. You still have to get the points. You, you know, you can't just take, uh, you know, one point at a time you you got to double them up you got to get the wins um and so far we're five out of six um danimals thrown out there it is going to be interesting and danimals threw out the other comment too about uh, the easy schedule um it'll be interesting with larkin's contract because many captains for the red wings have taken discounts um i'm telling you guys too right now like if this is an eight-year deal it's going to feel like a discount after the salary starts going up and today the nhl announced that they might pay off uh, escrow so the cap could go up where they were talking about a 10 million dollar increase in three years could it increase already this upcoming off season probably just by a million i think is what i saw from wyshynski but um like we're already that's where it's kind of like, oh, you know, would, would it be smarter for Larkin to take a short-term deal and wait for the cap to just blow up, which it's going to do? But if you ink him for those eight years, whatever the deal is, and again, I think Mike said it best, tongue-in-cheek here with the $10 million, um, but it's going to feel a lot easier to stomach in just like three short years. And uh, by that time, yeah, then you can pay Lucas, then you can pay Cider. Give him all that money. Anyway... Um, I did want to shout out, if you guys have a minute, you can hit up uh, Apple Podcasts like uh, Matthew2474 did. He said, uh, I, I, we're going to have to guess here because it said uh, five stars equivalent to two $5 pepperoni pizzas. I'm going to guess with extra cheese. So it's W dot dot dot. But uh, Matthew2474, can I put a guess out there? Chewy? Chewy, is this you? Chewy, old dog, you. All right. Uh, whoever it was, Chewy. If it was you, thank you, Matthew twenty four seventy four. Thank you. If it wasn't um, Chewy, uh, you still have a great sweatshirt in your thumbnail, so you deserve even undeserved credit. So thank you, Chewy. Oh, <laughs> potentially, if it's not you, we don't. Know. I, right, because Chewy's not. I, I'm. I was looking at looking for like an avatar for this uh, Apple Podcast review. Um, but Mike, uh, oh wait, we got to do everybody's favorite part of the show. Um, 
we'll be we'll be right back. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Guys, we got uh, Wings and Canadians coming up. You want to get that $200 in free bets? If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, no, we've got TinderHotXYZ has joined the chat. Let's block that user. Get out of there. Yep. Oh boy, those rascals—they're always up to no good. Uh, Josh Northrup, Josh, how are you doing? I hope you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Everybody, hit the like button right now. You just watched a wonderful DraftKings ad. Josh, you out there? Uh, how much of a bust has Zadina been? <sighs> okay. I don't know if we're gonna call him a bust. Uh, He's getting paid right now one point eight million dollars. <laughs> I can't get mad at Zadina when his contract is so easy to stomach right now. I I I know what you're saying, Josh. It's a first round pick, but um Mike, you go for it. I'm sorry. I might have even taken the easiest point, but go ahead. I think he's a bust if the four lines uh weren't playing as well as they were. Um, but I mean there's no argument about the people on the first line were playing better than Zadina the second line playing better than him third line greatest line ever assembled also the biggest line ever assembled and then Ernie and Kubelik you know when we got this thing rolling um, in game one everybody healthy um, uh, playing with Valeno I, I just didn't have a spot for Zadina so he he might just be a depth guy while he you know he's still young and he still hasn't quite figured out what he wants to or how he's gonna you know make the most of his NHL career. So I I didn't see a spot for him. When people get injured, yeah, I see a role for him. So I don't know if he's a bust yet. Um, it's just the way this team is currently structured. He is, in some eyes, including mine, maybe the 13th best forward. And maybe that's just a stacked Red Wing team. Uh, Silver, 3344. What's up, my man? Uh, he's aboard. Uh, lesser bust than Fabry's contract. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess that, that is a great point. Um, I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to see if Sedina kind of gets a fire lit underneath him, but he's definitely in the right pay range right now. And I, Josh, you know, like how could, you know, nobody could argue the other way. Right. Um, you couldn't really say, nope, it's been a successful first-round <laughs> top-ten draft pick. It hasn't. Um, but I think there's still room on the runway. And um, there, at least for me, he's in that spot right now where he can't hurt you anymore. Um, 
He's a part of the pre Iserplan era, correct? Right? I mean, we're we're talking about a non Iserman draft pick, so I can't even get upset about it anymore because it was from a guy who we all begged to get fired. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just kind of I don't know. I was listening to somebody talk about the patience of Red Wings fans and uh, how incredible it is that we were just like, yeah, let's uh, let's blow this thing up. Oh, we'll give Iserman, you know, five to six years before we're ready to <laughs> go for the playoffs. And, um, you know, I think this kind of falls in that space, because if we thought Zadina was really if if we were counting on him to make that huge difference, you know, I think we'd be. We'd be a lot closer right now. Um, there'd be one less question mark on the team, and if he was if he was really well, pushing this team over the top, I I we've really put a lot of pressure on him, right, to perform. And I, let's look at it this way: uh, Rasmussen is finally starting to come into form, and he's twenty three. We saw Rasmussen start to figure it out a little bit at the end of last season, and now it's you know rolling into you know the twenty twenty two twenty three year. So he's 23, Zadina 22. Now that Zadina is not like, all right, man, let's see you start scoring goals. Uh, you're, you're 21 already. Why aren't you putting in, you know, 60 points? Now it's kind of like, I, I feel like we can ease him in a little bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm not happy that Bertuzzi got hurt. I, you know, he's a very valuable, you know, piece of this team, um, special teams wise, points wise, first line. Um, but now it's going to give Zadina, you know, maybe that's the way that Iserman likes playing, you know, kind of meddling in the psychology of a lot of his players. And I, I think about, you know, like the way he uh, meddled with uh, Larkin, not outright giving him the, the captain role, making him earn it for a season. I'm, I'm very curious to see how Zadina takes this, um, being a healthy scratch. And now you're a depth guy and now we kind of need you. So what do you look like now that we need you? Um, I'm um I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like giddy to see like Zadina ships now because of what his role has become. So I, I don't I don't feel like I'm ready to start throwing out the bust word because if Iserman's investing in him, um I'm based on the other <laughs> players again, uh, you know, five, six names here to start this season have panned out. Yeah. And if he still sees value in this, you know, twenty two year old kid. All right. I'll I'll buckle in. I'll be patient. Yeah, and if this I'm lasts the, if this lasts the full three years, remember what I said about Dylan Larkin's contract and how that will hit us a little bit less as the years go on. Yeah, just imagine how little we'll care about that one point eight million dollars as this cap continues to grow over the next few years. So I'm I'm at that point. I'm I'm it's saying an, let's, it's an eightieth. It's an 80th of our cap space. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm at the point, Josh, where I'm I'm good to let it play out. And after that three years, you know, do what you got to do with Sedina and then broom him quick. Um, Dan B thrown out there, Edvinson, three points in Grand Rapids over the weekend. I thought I saw some highlights of him uh, on the power play. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, there was, I, I would caution on the three points. I think uh, there was an empty net point and um, – his power play goal assist, he was the second assist, and the power play goal was after about a minute of ragging the puck with the goal scorer. So so Edvinson passes it, then and you know, he could have 
skated backwards on accident and gone out of the zone and started skating in circles at center ice. Does that help your power play? No. So he was in position. He was where he needed to be. But um, it was an assist that anybody I could have I could have made that assist. So I just it's good that he's producing. Um, but I you know we're gonna need to see more. That that's my asterisk with the points that he scored in Grand Rapids. It's just that second assist on a power play, and it was about a minute <laughs> between him touching the puck and the Griffin scoring. So he didn't figure in too much into the goal. But still, yeah, great. Uh, like, it's, I'm not. Is, you're. Matt's definitely kind of underselling it. Um, <laughs> from everything I've heard, he's. Uh, you know, we can't be too excited about where the points came from. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, from all accounts, he's been the best player on the Grand Rapids Griffins. So it, it doesn't look like he's long for that uh, beer city life. He'll be coming over to the Motor City. Yeah, and that. Uh, I mean, if we had to pick anybody, we have up. Um, like for the entire team. Uh, we have expected goals for per 60, expected goals against per 60, and expected goals for percentage, uh, which is the best we're going to get right now because, of course, Evolving Hockey, Jay Fresh are going to wait for at least 10 games before they're going to give us some player cards to uh, to mess around with. But um, definitely definitely some space with, like, uh, Robert Hag uh, on the third pairing um, to make some room, right? I mean, I, I think that's... That's fair to say. Uh, give give Gustav somebody else to play with. And um, I don't think the Red Wings were thinking like, oh, the better option here, Robert Hag. I think it was clearly about getting him as many minutes. He's going to be on the top power play and um, in Grand Rapids. So if that continues to be the weakest third pairing and they want to make an upgrade and we seem to be at the top of the standings, I think you're right, Mike. I think, I think it won't be a long wait. Um, did want to point out, because we already talked about Elmer um, and Rasmussen. Sonny, of course, mixed in there, getting our uh, game-tying goal at the end of Game 3. Uh, our top three performers so far. And that's uh, that's our Redwoods line. Um, Mike, do you, can I do a shameless plug? My, my... <laughs> oh, for the shirts? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, we had to make uh, a bit of an adjustment. Uh, it's going to take a second. But, uh, of course, Redwoods... Um, I, I made I made a creative choice, right? Uh, you have you have the red wings, so I misspelled on purpose, redwoods. Um, but if you guys want to spell redwoods correctly, you can use that as a code uh, to get your Detroit Redwoods T-shirt, and uh, it's gonna be you know what any day now. If for all you YouTube viewers, you're gonna see an example of it. Um, Put my little silhouette of a redwood tree in the background. Yes, that is a redwood tree, not just any tree. And uh, Detroit Redwoods, 85, 27, 70. You guys can go um, head on over to BODpodcast.com and click on the shop button. Or if you find us on Twitter, at BODhockey, uh, or on Instagram, uh, you guys will see a link. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, if, uh, if you guys want to, again, Redwoods, right at the top of the screen there, 15% off your order. Uh, we'll be running that for the next uh, couple weeks to start the season. So, yeah, you guys want to support the show? Uh, yeah. Hit us up. So Redwoods, uh, fun fact, one of my favorite trees. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Oh, Mike has a suggestion for three Redwoods uh, on the tr- on the T-shirt. That was, uh, of course, supposed to be just for me. And uh, I just let you guys know Mike did not like my design choice. But uh, here we are. 
All right. I didn't know that was going to be read on the air, but uh, yeah, no, that, it's uh, you know. nothing like uh, how's that sausage made, Matt? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, did we have a? I think we had a few other notes we were going to go over after. Uh, what basically is a celebration because this is this has been a pretty fun week of the Wings fan. Well, yeah, I think one more call out here is uh, if you measure this entire team, uh, look at all the points we've got here. David Perron at four points, Larkin at four points. Um, you know, that's, that's fine and dandy. I think we, we've, you, you can run into goals, you can run into assists, uh, but we're always looking for like the high effort kind of guys. And, uh, we have a replay that we want to show off. Of course, uh, Soderblom has put one in the back of the net, but I thought this was interesting over the first three games, um, your highest. So this has nothing to do with your line. It's just the individual player, your highest individual expected goals. Four Red Wings forwards right now. Ah, just, you know what? And defenseman. I don't know why. I don't know why I qualified it. Uh, Elmer Soderblom, one point six one. Number two on the team right now. Uh, Dylan Larkin at one point three one. Perron one point two seven. So you give you give Elmer that thirty percent shooting percentage that Perron's got right now, um, <laughs> and he's probably up there with those four points. Uh, maybe if you pass along that shooting percentage over to. Uh, Oh, you know what? Rasmussen's got 20% right now. Um, let's see, Sonny. Where's he? Oh, he's at 50%. Okay, so you know what? Uh, forget what I was about to say. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so this is this is in regards to like where these shots are coming from and what offense he's generating from different points uh, on the ice. And when he's getting shots kind of thing, so you got to think about rebounds. And, of course, um, there's a very important rebound in game number one that uh, gave the Red Wings that one to nothing victory. Uh, but I think this is huge. I think uh, one of the things that you can get lost in with a great performance from Soderblom is just thinking like, well, it was a, it was really great for a rookie to score in his first game, right? right. And then you just kind of move on. But we we saw what you know what we tweeted out when we watched that when we watched that game. Um, was that the best first shift we've ever seen from a rookie where he was just pushing around uh, Montreal Canadiens players? Um, I mean, and it, you know, he could use his size against who's, uh, this Canadiens team that's kind of small and um, from the forward side. Or we can talk about all the stick handling, uh, which, of course, I'd like to share with everyone. Uh, maybe one of the coolest things we've seen, and it made me tweet out, I can't wait for the center ice ceremony where Pavel Datsuk delivers his magician's hat to Mr. Soderblom. Um, of course, it was in reference to this amazing, beautiful play. Look at this beautiful angel right here. Boop! Right over the head of Excuse me, sir. Jersey. <laughs> no, unfortunately, he didn't put one in the back of the net. And I love that the label on this on this play from the Detroit Red Wings on Twitter was just like, oh, that would have been great. Um but this is this is how this guy is leading the team in individual expected goals. Like, sure, Rasmussen's having a great start. Sonny gets our game tying goal. This is the stuff that Soderblom can just do on his own. He feels like he wants to go down the ice and create some offense on his own. Uh, he's just gonna flick the puck right over the defenseman. Boop. Just, just a fantastic play and one of those things that I hope can put us in the right mindset when it comes to trying to evaluate what we have from Soderblom going forward is 
high effort, uh, extremely skilled with his stick, and uh, creative, right? That's uh, I would say that's this, creative as hell. <laughs> this is uh, arguably my obviously the way I've been touting him for months. Eiserman's um, best move is not letting this guy waste away in Grand Rapids. Um, apologies to Edmondson, because I know we're trying to get him up to speed for every single special teams opportunity and playing 20-ish minutes a game um, with low stakes, so I get that. But, uh, hey, there's Ketzel. Hee-ho, back yeah, at you, buddy. Ketzel, we're talking about your player we're on your, your fantasy your team. waiver acquisition uh, for your fantasy team, damn it. <laughs> I, I thought I put my request in first for Soda Club, but... Um, yeah, I mean, this this looks like, you know, Iserman might have found, um, you know, a diamond in the rough where I, I can't believe this guy's hands met at six foot eight. Um, he he didn't look like he was, you know, too behind the play where he couldn't keep up defensively. And I mean, this is this is him starting out. This is his first season and he looks like he belongs. So I it, it really feels like we're in for a treat. Um, it doesn't look like he's getting fluky plays. It It feels like the eyeball test matches um, the analytics where I, <laughs> the phrasing of this, I know it sounds silly, Matt, but I, I, I expect some sort of scoring chance every time I see him out there because he's so big and I, I, like skilled, like it, it feels like there's a goal opportunity every time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't sound silly. Um, I just I I think he like there's so much control of the puck and we were just talking about like the expected goals for this line uh has the best um has the best results production so far through the season and and a lot of it you know like I think we ended game 1 they had 99% of the the control of the puck there it is Soderblom's first goal look at that big fella you just you can't move him from out in front of the net and he's got a good stick. So what? What are you supposed? What are you supposed to do? It's ridiculous. Also, this replay is way too long. What are you thinking? Of oh God! Oh, there's Josh, sound. Uh, Josh Northrup uh, throwing in. Uh, I'm gonna assume you meant David Perron. Perron and Sherratt are alphas. Need more of those. Good start though. Um, I mean, as far as asserting their presence, I would say, uh, you know, Rasmussen and Soderblom and. Sunkvist, uh, um, to an extent, have definitely asserted themselves. And I, I, I don't think you could really debate Larkin asserting himself as one of the best important players in this league. So um, I think you meant like throwing weight around. Um, but yeah, as far as like winning time players, I, I think a few guys have already shown up. Um, you know, well, yeah, Bron's got team. that. Perron's got the the four points so Can far. Can I ask you one scary games. question for Perron, Matt? Yeah. Do you see a difference, or at least can you just mention what the difference is between him and like the super duper, very similar, eerily similar hot start of Bobby Ryan as a Red Wing? And I only say that because it was a free agent acquisition for a guy you know creeping into his mid thirties. Yeah, um, I'd, coming in hot. I I I don't think there's. A parallel there because we're talking about a Perron guy that I think <laughs> like the rest of the league would be happy to trade for, especially if they're heading into the playoffs. Um, and you're talking about hitting the nail on the head where it's like, oh, we picked up Perron. This is going to help out our power play. Where who, where's our first power play goal of the season come from? Uh, comes from oh god, there's sound. Jesus, man, guys, I'm so sorry. Um, 
it comes from Peron, and it comes from a boy that they set up over and 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 over. Those first, you know, our first chances on the power play. So this is like things coming to fruition, as opposed to again, like you said, a hot start for Bobby Ryan. I, I, that's those two things are so far from each other, like what the scenarios are and what Bobby Ryan was doing, and that was like a happy accident, and Peron just kind of like sliding into what Peron is. You know what I mean? So it's it's just meeting expectations. Um, maybe not a, over a point per game where he's at right now, but clearly they have a plan to get him the puck on the power play, and it's worked. Um, I think, you know, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's enough. Any more, anything else I say is just going to be, I don't know. It's going to, it's going to like, yeah, it doesn't feel like Bobby Ryan. I just don't, uh, it, it's just a similar start, um, in both cases, but you know, Pran obviously a better player, like you said, um, but, uh, um, like 1991, try not to label gammas as alphas, Mike. Me? <laughs> I guess. So. I guess. Uh, Bertuzzi is the only alpha on Detroit. Um, to tell you what, uh, Mr. Alpha's got to step his uh, shit up. That first game, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought Bertuzzi I was not impressed. Uh, first line seemed like it was being carried by uh, one guy, if not one and a half, and Lucas Raymond. And, uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't know what the hell was going on there with Tuzzi. Um yeah, Dan B thrown out there. Perron regularly scoring twenty five goals, so not not a complete surprise. Um, I think the hot start could still kind of like three goals in three games is is pretty nice. We we are surprised by that pace, but uh, it you know it'll work itself out. He'll he'll go another three games yeah, with no he's, goals, uh, and we'll be fine. A McDavid scoring touch here. Uh, at, what is he thirty three, thirty four? Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really nice to see, and you know they don't they don't feel fluky. Um, yeah, it's like a skilled guy basically going to spots that he's honed um, over a you know over ten plus year career. So yeah, and it's it's one of those things too where we're like, mm, what the where's you know where's the evidence that Steve knows what he's doing with uh, a rebuild where uh, you know he he wasn't necessarily rebuilding with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but you know we're gonna give him all the space in the world to like build this team into a long-time, long-term championship team. All right, well, here's some evidence for we filled a spot uh, of need. We, we not only needed a winger, but we needed someone who was a power play specialist, and here we are three games into the season, and it's working out the way it was supposed to. Is it going to work out for 82 games? I can't say that, but so far we can say it's working out the way it was supposed to. So thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, Ketzel thrown out there exactly what I thought. Uh, I was nervous about them force-feeding Perron, cause I, uh, so I was watching that uh, the Devils game at a restaurant, and, of course, nobody else is watching the game. So I just, like, pretty loud was like, what, are they, what do they think? We've got Ovechkin over there? And, like, I looked around. Nobody's paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so proud of my comment. But again, yeah, our first power play goal goes to Perron, so it eventually worked itself out. Um, all right. What else did we have here to talk about? Because uh, I think we're going to wrap up around an hour. It's pretty late. And, uh, oh, my God, is it 11 o'clock? Yeah. Jeez, oh, Pete. 
All right, let's just keep rolling. Everything seemed good here. Valeno didn't do great. Um, kind of called out uh, the first line uh, besides Mr. Dillon here. Uh, numbers don't look great. That's fine. Uh, Goaltending-wise, Ned looking okay. Villy kind of tail of two games there uh, at the top of the screen here. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of running through these. And then Nadalkovic is actually still ranked uh, number 11 uh, across the league and goals saved above uh, expected. Pretty nice there. Okay, um, here we are, league-wide, ranked 7th. Um, I believe we're second place in the division as we speak right now, or at least we were before any games were played today. And um, five points, three games played. We've got our point percentage at .8833. Um Mike, looking at the rest of the standings, any other surprises that you see? Um, it's uh, it's really early. <laughs> I uh, I know people were kind of excited about uh, Vegas, um, going three for three. Yeah. Um, it is it is very very early. Um, but I I know we like rooting for that team. Um, and then Tampa getting off to a little bit of a cold start, but I. I, that's a team I'm, you know, never really worried about. They have they have such a sound, uh, like core. Uh, just you know, pillars of that franchise will be fine. Even though they did take another L today, uh, but luckily Stamkos got a couple goals for that uh, Soder Bloom and Onions fantasy team. So I appreciate his efforts over there. Um, so yeah, I'd say Vegas and uh, Tampa getting up. Vegas going hot. Tampa going cold. I, I mine and I this is probably me with I told you I've listened to like every hockey podcast under the sun um probably Minnesota uh had leads in two games and, and or no I think they had leads in all three games and blew them and now they're 0 three and this was like one of those definite playoff teams coming out of the west so uh that one's that one's a surprise and then uh, Dallas too I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged them for three no start um and also, I picked the Rangers to stink this year, and holy crap, have they just been kicking the shit out of teams. <laughs> so, dumbass, right over here. All right, um, and I think we had this called out in the comments, but I did want to go over this real quick. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Dan B, penalty kill, still at 100%. Gotta love that. Um, An extremely aggressive style on the penalty kill. Looks like something that um, is, yeah. is new. That we can put our finger on. Uh, but yeah, the Red Wings are 10 for 10, 100%. Um, ranked right at the top there if you guys are watching on YouTube, along with the Blues, the Islanders, and the Sharks, who I would maybe recommend be higher than the Red Wings since they are 12 for 12 and we're 10 for 10. But anyway, Red Wings 10 for 10, 100% on that penalty kill. Um, Derek Lalonde called out at the beginning of the season that we were going to be a good special teams team. And I think it's just one of those things where the power play hasn't quite worked out because we are down at the bottom of the league right now at 9%, uh, 1 for 11. Um, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, too, we've drawn more penalties than we've taken, which I think is another good step in the uh, I will say right the, uh, yeah, with the penalty kill, um, I think it's pretty noticeable when Larkin is out there. Um, we talk, I think we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, just the, the pressure um, he's been putting on the puck, you know, because he's such a you know world class skater. Um, it it makes a difference. Um, I think it makes it a little bit easier, you know, not just killing them the the penalties, but also you know uh, maybe there will be a shorthanded goal in our future. Um, and as for the power play, no, we don't quite yet have the results. You know, we're not a top ten uh, results wise yet, but at least it feels like there's a plan. 
um, even though sometimes it is, uh, you know, feed uh, um, Ovi Peron over there on, <laughs> and he's in his office. Um, but it feels like there's a real plan. Um, I, I, when I watch it, it does seem different from last year. It, it looks like there's a confidence to it where maybe even if the pucks aren't going in, we know what we're trying to set up. And it, it looks like it just hasn't gone in yet, but I, I still I feel okay. And, and we kind of felt like watching that Montreal game, like a couple of those power play puck, or shots should have gone in because it felt like in that first period, what what did we have, like 30 shots? Close to definitely over 20 in the first period in, in game number one. And a lot of that was due to some pretty stellar power plays. So it's it's one of those things. It'll, it'll start to roll in the right direction for us. Um, all right, and the last couple things to call out for this team. Expected goals for, expected goals against, um, and then we'll, we'll kind of sail off into the sunset here. Uh, this is from Jay Fresh. So, so far this season, uh, we are ranked as a caved-in team when it comes to expected goals. And then uh, for the old, reg- you know, goals for, five on five, uh, we are a two-way dominance team. So the actual goals going in, two-way dominance. Comes to expected goals, not so great. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need guys like Lucas and Tyler. I think you know, like where we were looking at their stats earlier. Um, we were looking at uh, the full list of players here. You could see the expected goals for per sixty versus expected goals against per sixty. And like Lucas is at a one point six six goals for, as opposed to a four point zero seven expected goals against. Bertuzzi kind of in that same realm, even Larkin's in the negative. So like that has to turn itself around at some point. Um, and back to like, was it again, was it Danimals or Dan B that made that call out right at the beginning of the show? I mean, easier schedule and this is kind of happening. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, if, if you're still getting five out of six points and your top guys aren't performing like top guys yet, uh, I think that's still pretty encouraging. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doom and gloom yet. I think, uh, what's this last one here that I saved for us? Oh, right. Uh, PDO. Um, one thing to call out, you know, like I said, I was surprised by the stars, you know, they're, they're number one in PDO right now. So they are getting a great shot percentage and tremendous goaltending. Uh, Red Wings, we're pretty close to a hundred, which would mean, you know, we're at 102.5. So we're right in that realm of like, this is pretty close to what you could expect from this team. And that includes a sub 10% shooting percentage um, and a save percentage at 929. So probably still overperforming goaltending wise. Uh, again, we mentioned Nadelkovic is in the top. He's at, he's number 11 right now in goal saved above expected. So there's wiggle room there, but clearly you could ask for more from this offense um, shot percentage wise. So it's, it's just kind of one of those things. If it goes one way or the other, um, you know, if it goes down one way, you'd, you'd hope st- the statistical averages are going to push the other stat um, in the other direction. So um, it's okay. Like we're doing, we're doing pretty good. Pro- you know, it could probably take another step back kind of thing after 82 games, which puts us near that 500 points percentage mark like we were playing for last year. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's right. Yep. Those are all our slides. Uh, we've been talking for over an hour. And it's super late. It's 11 o'clock. Bless <sighs> you for staying up with us. 
Um, you guys are the best for letting us do this show on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. We had it, and especially, gosh, in at 10 o'clock. I had work today. Mike has a thing tomorrow, so it's just like Wednesday could not work. But we'll tell you guys, tune in next week. We will have Max Boltman live with us. Hey, uh, cool. So be here at 730. He gave me very strict instructions. We, he has to go at 8 o'clock, so He's we might try guy. and go. He's at, got a lot going on. Yeah, we might try and go at 7.15, but we'll we'll put up the schedule for you guys. So uh, come with your questions for Max. Uh, if we don't uh, load them with enough, we'll, we'll hit you guys up. So uh, excited to talk to Max next week, and then uh, excited to see you guys next week, too. And uh, hopefully we'll kick the shit out of the Blackhawks. All right. Woo. Go Wings. See you guys.